Hey guys, and welcome to the 2A Lifestyle Podcast. I want to greatly appreciate y'all listening in uh, for another special podcast, that I, another podcast episode that I'm doing. I normally do this shit bi-weekly, but uh, I was able to get some guests on, which I felt was very important, and I didn't want to wait another week to give y'all a special perspective on Yeetgate 2019. If you keep up with my social media, which I hope you do, uh, I have a Facebook and Instagram uh, under 2A Lifestyle. On Facebook, Facebook, it's the number 2A Lifestyle, and on Insta, it is 2 sped out, so T-W-O-A Lifestyle. And uh, you have been keeping up with Yeetgate if you are on social media and you you follow any fucking uh, gun content creators, uh, anything like that. Uh, So if you were on mine, you definitely saw a lot of Yeetgate memes, a lot of Yeet memes. Uh, you saw that I was going to have some guests on, and this is pretty, uh, it's fucking spectacular for me, because normally it's just me talking into this microphone, uh, sharing my shit with y'all, but this time we end up getting a uh, rep from High Points Marketing, and we also end up getting Cole from Tactical Dalai Lama. And it was pretty interesting because, you know, me having a uh, law enforcement background, uh, also having social media, being a, a firearms uh, gun enthusiast, and then we end up having Cole from Tactical Dalai Lama. He is a defense attorney, and he also runs Tat- uh, Tactical Dalai Lama, so he's also a social media content creator. Uh, to kind of get all that perspective and all this. And then also, uh, Kara, uh, she is from MKS Supply, who is High Points Marketing and Distributor. Uh, so they actually, uh, you know, work with High Point. They don't actually make the firearms, but when I reached out and uh, reached out to High Point and, and reached out on my personal Facebook page to talk to High Point about kind of shitting on the internet and not having Yeet in the final, um, the final uh, running for Name That Nine contest, uh, they're the ones that actually responded, uh, and that's how I ended up getting with Kara. And she agreed to come on to the show and give uh, kind of like her perspective on the whole Yeetgate and kind of what went on on their end uh, in reference to all that kind of stuff. And we ended up talking about some other kind of cool shit about what High Point's got coming out, uh, what they got going on in development. And uh, it's just, this is a, a fucking amazing, blown out of my mind podcast. I really enjoyed it. Uh, this is by far probably my most favorite podcast I end up having uh, so far. This is only going to be number eight. Uh, but I felt that uh, I had to get this to y'all early. Uh, and as you will see in the interview, uh, the reason why I do it bi-weekly is so I don't have my kids coming in here kind of uh, mucking up shit and getting involved and and interrupting shit and all that kind of stuff, but I'm going to go ahead and give y'all a full episode. I'm not just going to give y'all just the interview. I want to go ahead and give you what's been on my mind, Uh, some cool shit that's come out, some cool shit that's happened in the 2A community, the 2A lifestyle community, and uh, just have fun with it. I mean, I greatly appreciate y'all listening in. I know a lot of people uh, were interested in this podcast, and a lot of people are looking forward to it, so I'm going to actually give this out. Uh, it is going to be the 24th when this is released. Uh, it's going to show up on y'all's iTunes, Spotify, all that kind of shit. Uh, so before we get into it, let's just kind of run down the, the house rules and, and go through that shit. If you haven't already, like I spoke to earlier, go to my social media, uh, 2A Lifestyle. Uh, you can find me on Facebook and Instagram. Uh, also, I have a Patreon account. Again, like I stated before, I'm not looking to get rich off this shit. If I cover the $15 a month for bandwidth, to publish this podcast, I'll be ecstatic. 
anything over $15, I'm going to give straight back into this podcast. It's not like I'm going to keep it. Uh, I'm going to be buying some shit and having some better giveaways, get some swag, uh, do those, you know, have those in giveaways and just basically make this better. Uh, I want to turn this into a video chat, uh, live video podcast, uh, so that way y'all can see my uh, ugly mug. Uh, I always tell people that if I went into a women's prison with a fistful of pardons, I'd still strike out. Uh, so, uh, But I just think it'd be awesome to just interact with y'all. Also, I'm looking into uh, trying to have some sort of live Q&A for the podcast, uh, so that way y'all can be more interactive. Y'all can actually take part in the podcast kind of doing some things like I did uh, on this podcast. I ended up posting about an hour before the podcast started, seeing what any questions y'all might have had. We're able to throw some of those questions in uh, and you know make it a little bit more interactive. Uh, so anything that y'all give on Patreon, I would greatly appreciate that. Uh, definitely want to recognize Ron C. He was our first Patreon, and also we ended up getting another uh, Patreon, Chine Owens. Uh, he is also another Patreon in this. And uh, end up actually giving me and Chine, uh, Chine had a good a uh, discussion the other day, and end up giving him some free swag. He ended up posting on Facebook and uh, Insta as well. So uh, become part of the Patreon. You know, might send y'all some free shit. Uh, definitely want to give the first guys uh, out there some free shit. And uh, like I said, if I can make the fifteen dollars just to cover this bandwidth, I will be happy. Uh, so. Uh, without further ado, folks, let's go on and start getting into Yeetgate 2019 interview. All right, guys, this is going to be the main segment of the 2A Lifestyle Podcast. I appreciate y'all listening. And uh, kind of, this is going to be the first interview with a 2A Lifestyle Podcast. So this is kind of a big one to start off with. I greatly appreciate y'all listening. Uh, and just to kind of introduce everybody, we're just going to kind of uh, start off. We have Cole from Tactical Dalai Lama. Uh, he runs social media on, I know you have Facebook and you also have Instagram. Is that all you have? Do you have Reddit? Do you mess around with any other kind of shit? Um, just pretty much Instagram, uh, Facebook, and a little bit of Twitter. Um, Twitter's hard to get followers on though, so. Yeah, I understand that. It's, it's I'm, I, you know, I got like over 4,000 uh, followers on uh, Facebook, but I only got like 50 or 60 on Instagram. Uh, it, yeah. It's it's a tough tough gig. Uh, and then we also have uh, Kara and then your your last name. Uh, it's kind of like my last name. It, uh, Bodenberg? Oh, that was close. It's Bosenberg. Bosenberg. All right. And you're the executive vice president of MKS Supply and you do all marketing and distributing for High Point Firearms. And kind of how uh, you and I got in touch with each other was uh, Yeetgate is what I'm calling it. Uh <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, I reached out uh, to High Point on social media just through my personal uh, my personal Facebook uh, page. And so I guess like y'all run all the social media for High Point Firearms. 
Yeah, so we do all social media um, conventions, any kind of marketing you see through paper or digital. Um, we basically do anything that is not building the guns personally, and then we work really close with High Point. We talk to them every day and basically are their left-hand man. And, I, uh, you know, this might be a bad example, but for some reason, this just kept popping in my head. Uh, y'all are like the ACMAC of NRA to High Point. Y'all are, I, I know it's it's a bad example, but that's the best way I could probably put you know, five it. Five years ago, that would have been a great example. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> except all, except all the, the, the money grubbing and stealing. Uh, but y'all are basically the PR department, the marketing department for High, uh, High Point Firearms. Yeah, correct. And then we do all of the sales to the wholesale distributors. Um, and for those of you who don't know, when you purchase a gun, typically it goes through a few steps. They go to wholesale distributors after they're manufactured, and then they will go from there to dealers all across the country and then obviously to the consumer. So um, it's a it's a two-step process versus to dealer direct typically. Okay. All right. Now, I got to say the main question, Kara, that I have to ask is what is it like to come to work? Was it like Tuesday or Wednesday morning and realize that social media has blown up? I mean, were y'all keeping up with it like overnight? You're like, oh, my God, we have a hell of a damn day tomorrow to like keep up with this or like damage control. Or I mean, kind of take me through the step of like that first day back to work after Yeetgate had commenced. Sure. So basically it all started about six months ago when we knew we were going to be coming out with a new pistol. Um, and we were in a meeting with high point and I'm young and I know the whole Bodie McBoatface deal. And, you know, <laughs> I was talking to them and I'm like, Hey guys, let's, let's let our fans, we have this crazy intense loyal fan base. Um, yes, I was do. like, what do you guys think about letting our fans name the model number for the new pistol? And they were like, well, let's talk about it. And it kind of came around to running the, uh, name the nine campaign. And so basically we were in uncharted waters. We didn't really know what would happen. And then boom, uh, yeet gate happened. <laughs> um, so basically, you know, we were all at home when it kind of blew up and we, the whole company has like a group text, excuse me, that'd be my phone going off. It's pretty typical to happen, but, um, we all have a group text going on. And when it started kind of gaining ground after the post of the top five, uh, names and the suggestion part, um, we were all kind of shocked. I mean, again, it's uncharted waters. We didn't really know what to expect. We definitely knew that there would be some really good suggestions, some interesting suggestions, and some absolute no-go suggestions too. Um, you know, before we posted that of the five top suggested names, we, we first off discussed if we were okay with all of them. Um, and then obviously came into the came into the um, next day of work and there were some mixed feelings on on the suggested names, uh, especially the Yeet Cannon, considering that <laughs> half of the ownership, you know, is older and, and not really up to what Yeet means exactly. So, um, yeah, it was it was a, it was definitely an interesting day with a lot of conversation on, OK, where do we go from here? What's the next steps? How do we feel about this? And, you know, are we are we okay with it for the kind of crowd, you know? So, I mean, from okay. the beginning, like as soon as I saw, you know, we're going to have a contest, I was like, it's going to be the problem solver nine. Like, I just knew yeah. that. And then it came out, Yeet Cannon. It kind of blew my mind a little bit. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> yeah, ours too. Ours too. <laughs> <laughs> now, I got to uh, just kind of 
uh, say that I told everybody on uh, social media that uh, tactical memes was going to be here, but we were unable. We had him set up that he was going to come here at a certain time, uh, but he hasn't responded to anything. So we, uh, that's why we got uh, you, Kara, uh, and also uh, Cole from uh, Tactical Dalai Lama. Uh, and Cole, I think like your mouthpiece is a little bit close to your nose or something because you get a lot of wind feedback from you uh, on you on that. No, it's cool. Um, breather, you know. <laughs> hey, hey, it's cool. Um, so yeah, it's much better, but, uh, all right. So, so the whole name that nine idea was, was, uh, your idea there, Kara? Um, I, it was definitely a group effort. I, none of us really would take credit for anything, but it was uh, initially, initially. Yes, I guess I'll take, I'll take a little bit of credit for that. And I was going to ask you this, the whole Bodie McBoat face thing. I mean, anybody that's seen the internet, like if you leave it up to the internet, it is going to be, it has the potential of being a dumpster fire and those chances are a lot higher than a scratch off. I will say. Um, yeah. so like what generation are you? you don't have to give like your, your exact age, but like what generation are you? No, it's fine. I'm, I'm 30. So, okay. So like you're right there around me, like a little, I mean, not quite gen X, but not quite millennials, but we get lumped in with millennials. So yeah, <laughs> yeah. exactly. Um, yeah. So, I mean, that's, that's exactly, uh, kind of what I was thinking. And then, uh, you know, when you're talking about how you said uh, the owners of High Point are a little bit older, uh, just kind of a shout out to Recoil Web. They actually posted uh, one of the memes I shared to my social media, uh, showing the old man like right up to a computer screen says High Point, looking up on Urban Dictionary what "yeet" means. Uh, so I'm like, because I some of the people that were posting the responses from High Point uh, were saying that we felt like we shouldn't have uh, something that is associated or that can't be associated with something negative uh, to our firearms. And obviously I think they're probably mixing up yeet with skeet, you know, little John shout mm -hmm. out to little John. Uh, so uh, exactly. And, and that's kind of what I thought, you know, maybe was kind of the deal, you know, um, and then of course, uh, there was some blowback because, and I don't know if it was you care or somebody else, cause I'm sure probably more than one person has access to the high point firearm social media page. Uh, yep. but then y'all posted the, the quote unquote rules page, uh, you know, saying if we like it, we'll add it. If we don't like it, you know, we're not going to kind of, you know, we won't add it, that kind of deal. Um, and when I read that, and this was before I reached out to you, and, and then you kind of sent me something saying, just wait, there's more kind of deal. Uh, in reference to this, uh, you know, Yeet Cannon debacle, um, you know, I kind of felt like, you know, man, it's like playing fucking Monopoly with Monopoly with my five-year-old. You know, if she starts losing, she's going to change them damn rules real quick and in a hurry <laughs> because she's she's not liking the outcome and how's, how's it going. Uh, so, and... So kind of going back a little bit. So uh, just curious, like, do you have a number or a guesstimate of how many responses y'all had whenever you came in that next day of just, you know, messages, tags, you know, by that time, I think the next day, HK uh, chimed in on y'all's Facebook page. And then yeah. I noticed Beretta also uh, chimed in on the Facebook page, um, you know, kind of throwing out their own little two cents on it. Uh, so, I mean, like what, what was the total response if you have an, uh, an estimate on how many people actually engaged and I'm certain it's probably way more than what y'all are used to. So did y'all, yeah. did y'all say, Hey, bring your teenagers in here. They know how to work social media. Let's see if they <laughs> give them a smartphone and tell them how to, to respond to people. Right. I mean, so everyone involved in high point is definitely tech tech 
techie capable, I guess you'd call it. I mean, they're not maybe not on like up to date as they should be necessarily, but I mean, they're not ancient. They're like in their mid fifties. So they do have smartphones and do know how to read messages and respond, which can be a problem when you have people responding, multiple people responding to messages. So to give you an idea, um, at one point, and this would be counting all through the night, I was getting about five, four to five messages a minute average, I would say. Oh, man. Yeah. So as you can, as you know, I mean, when you're getting that kind of um, traffic on a Facebook messenger app, things get buried very, very quickly. And, you know, people can see when you click it to read it. And let's be honest, everyone can probably guess that most of those messages were not very nice. Um, (laughs) People were not happy, which, okay, I understand. But uh, going back to your monopoly, your monopoly uh, synopsis is that, you know, our intentions were always to do a suggestion phase and then a vote phase. You know, we, because we knew that we would get a good mix of, of suggestions, good, bad, and ugly. Um, but when we did post that five, the five type top suggested, we had talked about all of those at that point in time. Um, there were still some people who were okay with it and some people who weren't. So it wasn't necessarily hashed out at that point. Um, but to be honest, I, it was very overwhelming to get all of the messages. Uh, the thing that frustrated me personally and many people from High Point were the one-star reviews because we work extremely hard to provide great customer service and good products. And just like with any kind of machining, there's always, you know, there's always a percentage of error, a very small percentage. So, you know, if somebody does have a problem with the High Point, we really you know, pride ourselves in getting back with them and making sure that we fix that problem for them for free forever. Uh, So it was very frustrating for us to see the one-star reviews over this when people had no idea where this was intended to go on our end. You know, we, again, when, when it first happened, we were very mixed on if we were okay with it or not. And some people were responding before there was really any concrete answer to that. Um, But Ultimately, the name the nine contest was oh we were always going to give the people what they wanted. That's was the whole point of the contest. And if you know anything about Bodie McBoatface, and if you don't, I definitely suggest <laughs> checking it out. You know, and you look at any kind of market research on that. Everyone will tell you that it was a great idea. It was just executed poorly. You know, so we didn't want to do that, and we wanted to give the people what they want. If it was the PS nine or the YC nine or you know, what, what, what may be it. Okay. Now, and that's something I was going to ask you um, a little bit further on, but since you brought it up, kind of in, in, you know, background on me, I work in law enforcement uh, full-time. That's my full-time job. And I got obviously what I call the smell test. And if something doesn't smell good, uh, normally I look a little bit into it, but I mean, is there some sort of memo or uh, group chat or text message or email that you can show that that was always going to be the case that y'all were always going to go with the vote or, uh, you know, cause right now it's, you have the 10 that I guess y'all came up with that y'all were planning on naming it. And then you were going to, uh, have a final vote against that in the yeet cannon. And then whatever the winner about that is, uh, what uh, that contest is going to be the, the final name for the new model. Uh, is there anything that y'all have to show that that was always going to be the case? 
Um, you know, I haven't really thought about that or looked into that. Most of our conversation was done on um, and, and calls like conference calls, but I could look into that. Um, you know, it wasn't necessarily always the case, but like I said, we wa always wanted to give the people what they wanted. So that was a way for us to, um, you know, it, it ultimately end up in the phase three. And we always wanted to keep our options open on this. We didn't want to pen ourselves into a corner of a name that we didn't like. <laughs> Absolutely. I, there was another one that uh, I can't remember what the brand name of it was or something like that. But basically, uh, the, the number one uh, response was uh, like Hitler wasn't that bad of a guy or something like that. And of course, they did not pick that, even though that was the public poll you know, winner. Uh, so, you, you know, you have as especially as a company, you have to, to throw in some of those insulations for yourself. Um, and, uh, you know, I understand. Uh, and just like I'm a you know, I'm a freedom loving American. And I love capitalism. Mm -hmm. uh, so y'all are more than free to do what you want. But also just like everybody's responses was, uh, you know, the customer can have the final say so in capitalism. So that's kind of what happened. Uh, and I will definitely throw myself out there and say uh, when you were talking about the one star reviews, that is initially how you and I got in contact. I left you a one star review because I thought, you know, it's kind of jacked up that y'all are going to ask the people for their <laughs> opinions. And then you reached out to me and talked to me about that kind of stuff. And then uh, once you made the announcement that the Yeet Cannon was going to be in a final contest with whatever the winner is of the, the current 10 that y'all are voting on. Uh, and then once that was the case, I went back and changed it and gave y'all a five-star review. Uh, so I will definitely say that I was one of those people, but I, I changed it. And I'm a man of my word that when uh, y'all kept you your word that I changed the review. Yeah, and we appreciate that. And a lot of people have been going back and changing their one stars. I mean, people have to understand that this has been a very fluid thing. Did we know that this would go viral? Absolutely not. Did we hope? Always. You know, you always, as a company who produces a product, want more exposure. And this has definitely brought more exposure, if nothing else, um, and caused a lot of chatter on the internet and on, you know, blogs and and all sorts of uh, outlets, even even paper outlets are talking about it. So we're happy as a company always to get more exposure. And, you know, even if it's negative, we hope that people understand that, you know, when you're naming a model or bringing out a new firearm, not only is there a lot of pride in that, but it, there's also a lot of background work that people aren't aware of, you know, like trademarking, talking with attorneys, seeing if something else is named that. Um, and Yeet Cannon's pretty, pretty uh, new, I think, but you know, it's not, it's been around for a few years. So with that being said, there's just a lot that goes into it where you can't just snap your fingers and call it a new name. Absolutely. Uh, and you know, when you're talking about just blow up, uh, and go and viral, uh, I will say like I gained, I think almost a thousand new followers on social media just in 24 hours from the Yee memes. And that's kind of why I wanted to, to bring on Cole and, uh, uh, you know, tactical, uh, tactical memes. And yeah, we're actually like on, there's, you know, a bunch of uh, social media creators. We have our own like little private message group that we kind of bounce meme ideas and stuff like mm -hmm. that off of. And uh, that's where I got a, you know, I wanted to, to get some, some uh, perspective. Uh, so Cole, what do you think? I mean, social media wise, how was Yeetgate for your page? Um, Yeetgate was great for my page. Um awesome um i put a video out um, a very negative video i have to say <laughs> but it actually is the most viewed video i've ever posted hands down by about 10 times 
Um, but uh, I think even in the video, like um, I made it clear that I appreciate the new product and I'm interested to see where it goes. I, for one, like I'm not so much worried about proof. Like, oh, did y'all really plan on having a, a runoff or whatever? I don't care. Um, I'm perfectly okay with backpedaling as long as it's conscientious backpedaling, you know. Um, but it's been a lot of fun, and I think that's what really matters. Um, for me, this whole yeet cannon thing has been kind of an opportunity to get some younger people involved in the process and design of a firearm. And it's a firearm that a lot of younger people might be able to afford. So I think that's awesome. Um, if we can get a bunch of 21-year-olds to go out and buy a double-stack 9mm firearm with upgrade potential, that's going to help the whole firearms market out in the long run. And it's going to have a lot more people who, when they see someone on the Internet post something crazy about all gun owners, there's going to be a few more people out there who are like, wait, wait, I'm a gun owner. I'm not like that. Sure. You know, so that's that's kind of what I'm hoping to get out of it in the long term. Um, and, you know, I mean, as sort of a content-driven page, I like anything that, that gets attention that's not all negative. And there's so much stuff that is negative. I mean, we've had the Dallas shooter, stuff like that. So this was like kind of an uplifting, lighthearted um, distraction Absolutely. from – the silencer ban and the Dallas shooter and all this other stuff that we've been really talking about a lot. So I've appreciated it. Um, it's been awesome for us. Yeah, I, I totally agree with you, Cole. And I appreciate um, where you're coming from on that. You know, High Point's number one goal is has always been to provide an affordable firearm so that everyone and anyone, you know, people can save up 150, 200 bucks to buy a gun, but they might not be able to save 500 or it might take them longer, obviously. So, right. you know, High Point's goal has always been to arm the people who want to be armed. And um, as well as, you know, we're a socially conscious company. We work with uh, Walk the Talk America. That's a great, a great uh, nonprofit, if you're not familiar with them, who work hand in hand with companies who focus on mental health. Um, okay. So we, we really try to, you know, be able to provide people and, and new people to the industry with a starter gun. I mean, people who get into bicycling or, or bicyclists, excuse me, don't go out and buy a thousand dollar bike. You know, they buy a $150 bike. And that's kind of where we feel that our niche is and and, you know, upholding the Second Amendment to our best ability. No, Absolutely. I think that's I think that's I think that's fantastic. And there's a, a huge need for sort of a down market brand that actually works. Um, and I, I have, I've used a lot of cheap pistols from other brands. I've never actually owned a high point, but most of them don't work. So mm -hmm. if this product comes out and it's a reliable firearm, then it's going to blow the market wide open, especially like I said, because it is a double stack. Mm -hmm. And absolutely like care. Like uh, I've talked to you before, uh, I'm, you know, I work in law enforcement in the jurisdiction I work in, uh, over 60% of the population is below the poverty level. So I work in a very poor county. Mm -hmm. And so most of the people there, they can only afford uh, the less expensive, uh, what most people on social media would call the poor guns. Mm -hmm. uh, but I mean, High Point is a, a especially the newer High Points are, are very reliable. I've seen the older junk, uh, mm -hmm. you know, some of the old stuff like two-tone and you know, it's all nasty and dirty and stuff like that. And then uh, what was it like? I think it was last year. Was it Demolition Ranch came out and actually shot the slide uh, of a high point and it still functions. So it is a rugged firearm. You know, it's a very simple design. 
uh, and it is great. And actually, when y'all came out with this new model at SHOT Show this year, uh, I told all my gun friends, because this was actually before uh, I started the podcast and my social media, I told everybody, I said, uh, you know, like High Point actually had more innovation come out in one model than I think Glock has in their entire career since they came out with the first Gen 1. Uh, you know, front forward serrations, threaded barrel, double stack magazine. Uh, you know, y'all, High Point actually put more innovation in, in one model upgrade than High Point or than Glock has, I think, their entire, you know, existence, really. Uh, except for maybe, you know, the Gen 19X and all that kind of stuff. But even then, it doesn't come with a threaded barrel. And I tell everybody, if a new model comes out, it doesn't have a threaded barrel or suppressor sights, uh, and optics ready, I think you're just wrong just because, uh, you know, that's where the market is going. Uh, that's, right. you know, cans, suppressors are getting cheaper. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, optics are getting cheaper. Uh, you know, why would you want to buy a firearm that's like five or $600 and then have to spend another, you know, two to $300 on, a, you know, threaded barrel suppressor sight and then pay to get your slide mill for an optic. So, you know, when High Point came out with a new model, I thought, you know, High Point is actually you know trying to be a, a serious name and you know get up there and be as recognizable as like a glock or a smith and wesson uh with with the innovations they put in that new model so definitely kudos for high point in that Thank um, you. what's what's the trigger like in the new gun that's the big question for pretty much everybody so it right now we have the 3d prototype um printed 3d printed prototype um and they're currently having the new model um, machined. So the trigger and, and other options aren't necessarily locked in at this point. Um, it will okay. be an upgraded trigger from the standard C9. Okay, awesome. Now, what about uh, tear down and clean? Because that's the only thing that I personally don't like about High Point is you basically have to have like a machinist break it down to clean it. I mean, it doesn't have to be cleaned very often, but you know, to, to clean and maintain your own firearm, which I think is important with any kind of gun ownership, uh, mm -hmm. you almost have to, you know, have your own machine shop to, to break that thing down. Yeah, we hear that a lot. That, uh, I'll call it a complaint a lot or suggestion even. Um, they are looking into adding some features that would make it like a toolist breakdown. But again, this is this is all a prototype. You know, nothing is set in stone. Mm -hmm. We do hear the people and commonly saying that. So we are trying to look at a different way, but you have to realize that it is a blowback action. So the problem that we get is when people break them down, springs go flying because they're mm -hmm. not, you don't know how to properly break them down. Um, we are going to do a video series uh, that should be coming out, you know, pretty relatively quickly um, showing people how to properly break down the firearm. But when we talk to most of our consumers, what we suggest is just to open it up and put some blast free in it and clean it out that way. Um, but of course, some people, you know, want to break down their gun completely and clean it out. And that's fine, too. Um, but just make sure you know what you're doing because <laughs> we get bags with guns in them all the time, you know, just pieces. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, no, like you've never, you know, and, and everyone has to learn. So we're just trying to make it um, easier for people to do that by putting out the information for them. Um, but hopefully and, and again, we have heard this. So it is something we've talked about to a pretty great extent. I just don't want to say anything that's not concrete at this point. It, it should be a little bit easier to break down. Okay. Now, uh, let me ask you this. Uh, when y'all were doing the Yeet Cannon and uh, y'all decided that it was going to be a thing, uh, 
I mean, do you feel that maybe you might have missed the mark because now you have all these other brands? You have uh, SCCY, Aero, PSA, uh, all these other brands that are coming out with their, I mean, you know, I know PSA and, and Sky are actually already shipping out uh, Yeet Canon products. I mean, do you feel like that you might have missed the mark or do you feel that maybe because y'all are kind of like the OGs on, on the Yeet side that you're still going to have a great selling if it does actually end up being the Yeet Canon? Yeah, I think that people like it, that it's a high point and that it's a novelty, that it will be the Yeet Canon as long as that name wins, of course. Um, you know, we've always went into this saying that it'll be coming out late 2019, and that's absolutely what we're still shooting for. It's very, very difficult to build a gun. And, you know, we do offer a lifetime warranty, so we want to make sure that whatever we put out there functions. And obviously, people's lives depend on it. So we don't want to rush it, you know, for namesake and then have big issues. We've never had a recall and we don't want to have that. So um, do, ha do I think we've missed the boat? I think there are things to come in the next week or so that people should tune into. Uh, I'll oh. tell you that. Want, but, want to give a little sneak peek on here? <laughs> that's all you're going to get on that. Okay. <laughs> but what I will say is, you know, I hope that – um, the people who have said, well, I'll buy, I'll buy them if it's a yeet cannon. I hope they stick to their word and they do, um, because we are, we are following our word and we are going to do what the people want, but yeah, it won't be until 2019 because we want it to function flawlessly. Well, I know there's our ton, I mean, there's a ton of people out there, everybody I talk to that, you know, and that's something I think that's awesome about this whole name, the nine contest is because you've had all those people that were high point haters out there that are actually saying, and I've had people seriously tell me, you know, and go to FFL buddies of mine to say, is there any way that they can go ahead and reserve a yeet cannon? Uh, once y'all said that it was actually going to be that, the case because everybody thinks there's there's no way that a yeet cannon is going to be defeated by any other name suggestion. Um, so I, there's a ton of people out there already that are, are wanting to get the yeet cannon just for novelty purposes. Sure. Uh, and you had all those people that were high point haters that are actually going to be buying a high point. And that, I think that's awesome. Just like uh, Cole was talking about earlier, uh, you have this new influx of people uh, that started from Yeetgate that are going to be, in, that are putting themselves into the firearms industry more than just owning guns and going to the range. You're actually having people talking to manufacturers and stuff like that. And I think that's awesome. I think that's amazing. Yeah, we do too. We do too. Uh, so I actually posted on my social media page uh, some questions anybody wants to, to ask. Now, here's one. And I think I've heard this on, an, on another interview that y'all did a while back. Uh, but is... High Point going to be making anything, uh, any other type of metal from their slides except for kind of that pot metal? Um, you know, not that I can say as of right now. Um, that's one of the reason why our firearms are so inexpensive is that we do pretty much all of the manufacturing in-house. So where you have other manufacturers who have other machinists, machine their parts, bring them in, and they basically are an assembly line, we actually almost do every part of the manufacturing in-house. So, um, you know, I don't, I don't know necessarily if the metal will change, but that hasn't really been discussed at this point. Now, are y'all planning on adding uh, any ex like accessories to this new model that's possibly going to be the Yeet Cannon? Uh, anything else in the future, maybe upgradable triggers or longer slides, because that seems to be kind of the new thing, long slides, short grips, make it more concealable, uh, anything like that? Yeah, I mean, we definitely hope that ourselves and the secondary market 
give the consumers all sorts of options to put on their guns. I mean, that's the hope always for any gun. Um, so I would say, yeah, absolutely. There will be some accessories. Uh, there will be quote unquote extendos also from us. So you'll see cool. a lot of different variations um, from maybe what you have in the C9 right now. Now, something I got to ask because I love repping firearm stuff uh, on my t-shirts and hats and all kinds of shit like that. Uh, are y'all going to have Yeats, Yeats swag, like high point Yeet swag, like t-shirts, all that kind of stuff? Absolutely. Yeah. That's awesome. Any, any uh, like uh, clip arts or prototypes or anything like that that y'all are going to share or uh, any, anything like that, anything already in development? Uh, they're definitely already developing things. So like I said, stay tuned the next week or so, you're going to see some new things pop up pretty quickly. That's fucking awesome. I can. I honestly. That sounds. That sounds really good. Um, one thing that I'm hoping for, and I've had several people talk to me about it, is if you're going to have a double stack product, maybe look at integrating it into the carbine line. Um, people love y'all's rifles. Um, they think they're a great value for the money, and they seem to be very reliable. But the gripe has always been like low capacity, low capacity. So. Yeah. So our answer to that was definitely teaming up with Red Ball. Um, and Redball makes the extended magazines for the carbine that's 20 rounds for the 9 and the 45, and they're working on the 10 millimeter right now. Um, when we do redesign the carbine, which has been talked about, we've, we've really had new items on the board for the next few years, and we have a schedule. So I don't know if you guys know this, but um, High Point came under new ownership about two years ago, three years ago, um, and it was actually from the head engineer that's always been there. Um, right. I remember... I remember when the ownership changed, it was a big deal because the previous owner had said, you don't need more than 10 rounds or something like that. Yep. So. Yeah, yeah. And uh, Mike Strassel and his sons, who also are in the business with him, his whole family, actually, um, you know, they are really wanting to be innovative and they're really on top of that. So I think there's going to be a lot of big things coming out for High Point in the next five years. So having this big you know, uh, social media push that's that's been of the name the nine contest. I really hope that people stick around because there's going to be a lot of great things coming from us. That's awesome. I mean, I definitely think y'all and Ruger, since y'all have gotten new ownership, uh, y'all are just killing it with the innovations in your product line. Uh, I've always told people, uh, you know, especially when y'all came out with this new model at Shot Show, and then some of the new stuff Ruger's come out with. I was like, you know, everybody's like, oh, Smith and West and Glock, all this kind of stuff. It's like, eh, you know, if you're looking for somebody that's not want to spend five hundred dollars and want to keep it less than three hundred dollars, I always said look at Ruger. And then now, whenever y'all release the new model, uh, definitely I'm going to start pushing y'all because if it's reliable, if it's functional, uh, and it's you're getting more uh, capacity. Uh, because I always tell people, like at work, I want all the bullets. I, you know, I want all the bullets uh, if I'm at work. So Never that's enough. Exactly, exactly. Uh, so uh, that, that's that's something that's definitely awesome in the firearms industry is because when you have more diversity, I just think it's better for us as a consumer uh, in the two A community. Yeah, we we absolutely agree, and we're working on it. That's awesome. Now, when you're talking about the double stack magazines, and uh, obviously we've seen from Mossberg when they came out with their new uh, concealed carry handgun, have y'all thought about maybe going to uh, Glock magazine compatible firearms? Uh, I mean, we've been in the industry for a long time, so we've definitely talked quite a bit about it. It's it's a possibility. Um, it's not been ruled out, but it's not necessarily been a guarantee at this point. Um, but it's definitely being talked about. It's on the top of the board. I mean, that's a... Uh... From an affordability perspective, these Magpul Glock mags, I mean, they're so affordable and they work. So definitely, definitely huge. 
Yeah, it's, it, it is. It's definitely something that um, we're all aware of and we've talked about. So, you know, as of right now, I can't say yes, but again, you're just going to have to stay tuned and see what we come up with. But the carbine is absolutely on the list and there will be some major changes. Y'all give me one second. I, one second. My kids are calling me. No worries. I know the feeling. Mine will be home in about 10 minutes. I'll probably have to split. <laughs> um, so y'all run social media for a, a wide variety of companies or just High Point? So we do the marketing and distribution for um, High Point Inland Manufacturing. I'm not sure if you're familiar with Inland, but they do historical firearms. So M1 carbines okay. and like 1911s. Um, and oh, then they sweet. have the trench shotgun, which pretty is pretty sweet. But uh, we also nice. do uh, marketing and distribution for Barnol ammunition, which is new to the U.S. market. It's steel-cased ammo, really high-quality stuff. Okay. They're not the same company as Monarch. I thought they were the same company for – well, I always have thought that. So they have a few brands that private label in the U.S. Um, okay. There's about three big ones in the U.S. that are private labeling their product. But, you know, they want to bring their own name and, and Russians are very proud of their name and their work. So they want to bring their own name to the U.S. market. So that's what we're doing for them. I'm all about cheap ammo. So that's awesome. <laughs> well, send me a message and I can send you some. You can review it. That's all right. Awesome. That's yeah. what, great. What I miss, I'm back and Cole's getting free shit. How, what did I miss? <laughs> no, we're talking about um, Barnall Ammo. It's one of the other companies. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw that. I saw that. That's awesome. Yeah, right. it's, it's good stuff. Yeah, apparently my dog got out of the gate, and so one of my neighbors brought him in, so that's what my kids were telling me about. But uh, all right, so uh, going back to kind of uh, the uh, questions on Facebook, are y'all planning on, especially with this, the Yeet Cannon design with the threaded barrel and double stack magazine, are y'all going to be making this in other calibers as well? Yeah, we definitely have intentions to make it in, in uh, different calibers. I don't see why we wouldn't. I think personally, I think that would be awesome if y'all made this in like a 10 millimeter because you have the, the novelty of a 10 mil and then plus in the Yeet Cannon design, that would be something awesome. Uh, are y'all planning on having more name that like 10 or name that 40 or name that uh, 45 contest? Are y'all just going to kind of stick with whatever this winner is? Yeah, we're going to stick with whatever the winner is. I mean, many people are hedging their bets for the YC line, I'll say. So, yeah, I think that we'll definitely stick with that. We're happy to give the people what they want, and that seems to be the case. But, again, everybody has to come out and vote on the 25th, you know. That's part of it. Uh, I definitely think people will come out and vote because, uh, I mean, ha have you all gotten a lot more uh, like likes and follows on your social media since uh, the, the whole Name That Nine contest and Yeetgate? Yeah, yeah, we have. Okay, so a lot of people, a lot of people that were involved in the Yeet discussion, uh, are going to be uh, watching and following, and they'll see it in their news feeds and whatnot. Whenever, whenever y'all come out with the new, the new voting. Yeah, I think so. I hope so. I mean, I, I like the name. I hope that people turn out for it. Um, you know, it's definitely grown on everyone, especially with all of the exposure it's given us. So we're happy again to do what the people want, but the people have to show up and vote. I think they will. I'm, I'm not too concerned with that. So we're prepared for it to win. <laughs> now, were y'all expecting some of the, uh, you know, like some of the, the names that people were showing that they wanted to vote for was Glock 40. Uh, I thought that was hilarious because I can't tell you how many times people have showed me a, a high point 40 caliber and they said, you know, I got this Glock 40 here. Uh, was there, cause also I saw like, we like shooting a very popular farms po podcast, Student yeah. the Gun, another very popular firearms podcast. Mm -hmm. uh, they, you know, are trying to get their followers uh, to submit like WLS9, SOTG. Uh, obviously, I mean, would y'all have, if, say, for example, is that the winner? 
uh, would y'all been able to maybe collaborate with them to, to release that model? Or uh, was there any, you know, there was obviously some limitations because of the whole initial yeet thing, but uh, were, would that have ever been an option with y'all? Would y'all have reached out to them or would y'all just move to the next winner? No, yeah, absolutely. So we work very closely with Student of the Gun. Um, they're good friends of ours personally. Um, so shout out to Student of the Gun. Um, and then also we like to shoot. We're also friends with them as well. So if it would have went that way, we would have stuck with it. We just would have done some sort of collaboration with them probably. That's okay. where the lawyers come in. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Uh, and something that um, I, I've heard somebody else talk about this, and uh, I'm just, you know, I'm speaking on my own personal experience and, and things like that. Uh, you know, and I don't know if, if you care, if you want to chime in, if you don't Cole, if you want to chime in, you can kind of know a little bit of your background in, in reference to this. Uh, you know, a lot of people are saying that high points are primarily used uh, in crimes and stuff like that. Do you really want that kind of publicity, you know, saying that a geek cannon was found or whatever uh, on a crime scene and regardless, it doesn't matter what's going to happen. If somebody uses a firearm in a crime, especially like gun control activists are going to use whatever they can uh, for their media, their 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 talking points, their push. Um, you know, I don't know. Is that something y'all discussed uh, when y'all were looking at the Yeet Cannon, when y'all are, you know, talking about, you know, listening to the people's wishes? Yeah, no, absolutely. So High Point, like I said, we're a very socially conscious company, and um, we have worked with AFTI, which is basically forensic scientists, um, to make it so that our firearm, when if there is a crime committed with our firearm, they can pretty much immediately know that it's our, done with our firearm, and two, they can easy, more easily link the firearm to the shooter, to whoever, you know, it shoot. So what I will say is that we work very hard and closely with the forensic science community to do our part to try to keep our firearms, you know, out of crime. Go ahead, Cole. Yeah, I mean, uh, my initial guess was that it would be called the Problem Solver 9. So I think he canon is is from a publicity perspective. When someone eventually gets shot with one, uh, much less of a problem than Problem Solvers. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree. I definitely agree. You know, and if, if it would have been the PS9, it would have been the PS9. You know, we feel like the whole gangster vibe is kind of old news for us. And, and you know, we've really tried to make sure that our image is clean from that. And again, we're more trying to focus on uh, first time gun owners versus like, you know, gangsters <laughs> well i don't i don't think that people who are running around shooting people are buying guns from any store right. exactly and, you, and that's exactly what i was going to say cole i don't know what y'all can do about it i mean yeah yeah i mean people are going to break the law but we definitely try to do our part for the police officers and forensic scientists to make their job easier on them if it is a high point that's used and we've done that for really since the beginning of time of the company we find that you know we try to be uh, socially conscious and, and try to make their job as easy as possible because we have so much respect for our officers and forensic scientists who are out there trying to do a job that many people don't want to do. As a defense attorney, I have concerns, but <laughs> I hear you. So. <laughs> and, and trust me, when I, uh, you know, found out about your background, Cole, I was like, God, I cannot wait until you come on the show because not only do you got the perspective of a social media page, but also somebody 
most of the time that I personally loathe as defense attorneys uh, <laughs> in my profession. Uh, so you know, it's it's uh it's part of the game, man. I mean, it's, it really is. It is. It is. I mean, it's um, like I always tell people. I was like, I'd rather have a good defense attorney so that way I can make sure that this doesn't you know lose on appeal or something like that. Well, I mean, that's a fact. And the bottom line is when law enforcement does their job, it helps us win cases because there's good documentation. Um, so, I mean, it, it's a matter of the story the district attorney wants to tell. And most of the time, law enforcement isn't even there. You know, they come in after the fact and they just have to take what they're told with a grain of salt. So, so I think, you know, good reports and um, keeping the body cam on helps us out a lot more, honestly, than it hurts us. I'm a personally huge fan of body cameras. When they first started coming out, I was like, give me the first one. <laughs> no, it's a, it's an amazing thing. Um, I have some concerns about it causing over-enforcement because I talk to a lot of officers who are afraid that if they witness a crime, that normally they'd be like, hey, guys, just break it up, or hey, you guys need to go home. What are you doing? Um, now they feel like they have to take somebody in. Um, so I, I am concerned about that aspect of it. But on the whole, I think I think it's definitely holding people accountable on both sides of the camera. So for sure. And sorry, for, sorry for bringing that on that little sidebar there, Kara. I know you're just kind of sitting there just, you know, maybe drinking some sweet tea or something else. I don't know. You just, why, why a defense attorney and, and a cop are talking, but, uh, but yeah, I just, I think that, I think that's, uh, I don't know. I think that's kind of a, a crazy argument. Like I said, it doesn't matter what it is. Uh, you know, if you are, if you shoot somebody that, holds you know with a gun that holds 15 rounds they're going to say well why do you have a gun that has so many or why do you have hollow points or you know what they are going to dissect anything and everything in the situation and having thing, something thing i've been hearing lately in news articles is a semi-automatic mechanism like, yep what, what what is that could i just add it to my revolver you know <laughs> exactly <laughs> So I feel that you know having a firearm called a yeet cannon, uh, that's just a drop in the bucket. If if you're already going to jail for shooting somebody and they're coming at you for something called a yeet cannon, you already got a, a whole other list of problems that you don't have to worry about a yeet cannon. Sure. Yeah, a whole bigger fish to fry. Yeah. Exactly. Well, Kara, do you have anything uh, anything else that you want to say before we start get going uh, get going on to the kind of other parts of the podcast or you, Cole? No, I mean, I'm cool. I just, again, I hope that people stay tuned because there's things coming that people are going to like. I think we're really working hard to give the people what they want and uh, it's going to be good. It's going to be good all the way around. I'm going to have to sign off now. Um, thanks so much for, for being with us and thanks for having me on the show, man. Um, it's been awesome. Uh, the kids are home, so I got to take care of all that business. But, I appreciate uh, it, Colin. One other thing before we get started, uh, something that uh, I kind of saw in something that I, I shared myself uh, is obviously the whole internet blew up with, with the Yeet Gate uh, and something that, since, especially since you run a social media page, uh, what do you think we could use this for positively besides just trying to force uh, High Point into naming a gun a Yeet Cannon? Uh, and most specifically me. is repealing the NFA, as I've heard a lot of people talking about that. You know, I, repealing the NFA is interesting to me. I would love to see it happen. But um, it's been shown that no amount of public outcry actually changes the way the people in Congress and the Senate vote. Mm -hmm. So in the long term, our options are to elect new people who already care or to just suck up what they're doing. And um, historically, people have been unwilling to elect new candidates when their incumbent candidate is winning. So I don't I – don't, <sighs> You know, I would like to see a huge internet outcry causing a change, um, but 
but I don't know that anything we could do short of just tossing everybody to the curve and electing new people, which is would be fantastic, is actually going to repeal the NFA for us. Um, we had two years there where President Trump was in the White House and both houses were Republican-controlled and they couldn't even pass the Hearing Protection Act. So to see the Hughes Amendment or the whole NFA repealed, uh, I would love it, but I, I really I don't know that anything we do can affect it. Now, don't get me wrong, I'm going to keep educating people about guns and about how having a 15-inch barrel on a rifle versus a 16-inch barrel really makes no difference to lethality, but um, it is what it is. But as far as using it for positive things, um, I briefly brushed on it earlier, we can get some of these Fortnite players, some of these PUBG players <laughs> to buy guns sure. that they can afford. Um, like PUBG caused sales of the Chris Vector firearm to go through the roof. Yep. Um, we can get this gun and things like Girls Frontline and Fortnite and some other stuff, and it's very affordable and keep the publicity going. Um, you hear my weeb side cracking open, but it's like uh, it, it could on the whole be really good for the future of voting, which will help us kick some of these jerks in Congress to the curb. Absolutely. I think I've se I've definitely seen more interaction from the average user in uh, Yeetgate than I've ever seen whenever HPA exactly. was talked about. Uh, you know, not many. I mean. There was hardly any comments. There's a lot of shares and reactions, stuff like that, but nobody was actually commenting or, you know, actually, you know, messaging uh, congressmen or anything like that. Uh, but they had no problem also, messaging High Point. Yeah, and I find that interesting. You know, um, gun manufacturers have been staying out of the gun debate to a large degree, um, maybe because they know that. The opposition is going to say, oh, it's self-interest, self-interest. They just want this to be legal so they can sell more, blah, blah, blah. Um, but I think this shows that gun manufacturers can have positive interactions with consumers to expand the market and expand our voting base. And um, that's something that moving forward we all need to take advantage of. Now, Karen, that's a great, great uh, point with the new model coming out and it's threaded barrel uh is high point going to start becoming more active in like saying the hpa or firearm suppressor sales or anything like that yeah absolutely so that actually we um started threading all of our carbines as well for that purpose um i actually went to the congressional fly-in with the nssf and got to lobby in uh congress for the hpa and and different uh gun initiatives so we're absolutely you know involved and we've always been involved in that uh we do a lot of donations and are happy to talk to people about it who want to listen to us so um I, again we're we're very happy to be involved and we want the hpa we think it's very important especially as a mom you know i want my kids to be able to shoot suppressed because it's just a lot more enjoyable for a young child to be able to shoot that way um, so yeah, we, we are definitely engaged and, and immersed in that, in the HPA and, and trying to get that to pass. I'm really glad to hear that. And with that, I got to go. Thank y'all both so much for having me. Bye. Take it easy, Cole. Bye, Cole. So Carrie, uh, how did you get into farms yourself? Uh, from a really young age, my father is an avid hunter, uh, and enjoys the, all the shooting sports. So when I was young, I just kind of tagged along, you know, I've 
been hunting in a few different states and and just shooting all around in my entire life. My actual, actually, my uh, great great grandfather opened up a shooting range in town, one of the first shooting ranges, and then, you know, my grandpa ran it as well, and then my dad started sweeping brass when he was six. So it's just in my blood. I've always been around it, and I love it. And I think that. You know, when I joined the industry, I found that these people are so happy because it's a hobby industry and they're so enjoyable to be around. It's not like being around a bunch of bankers or something, you know, so it's just it's 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 a love for the sport and for uh, the the cause of the Second Amendment. And it's just that's how I got involved. And I love it. That's awesome. So is MKS Supply your first uh, your first job into the firearms manufacturer or firearms industry? Yeah, it is. Um, prior to joining MKS, I was actually a teacher. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I love to teach. I love to be around kids. But, uh, you know, there were things about teaching like the the government's involvement in that and all of the different things that we had to do that I didn't agree with when it comes to teaching our youth all of the standardized testing. So ultimately, I felt like I was failing my students and I decided that I wanted to join the industry with my father and did that. And has, I've never looked back. Just curious, what subject you teach? Uh, history. <laughs> that is actually what I got my undergrad to teach in, but obviously didn't work out. So yeah, uh, I'm a humongous history nerd. Uh, I, sh I share history memes sometimes on my page just because I'm a huge history nerd. <laughs> yeah, people are probably like, what? Exactly. It shocks, it shocks me how little people know about the country's history um, and, and beyond that even. So, but yeah, I I love history and, and the foundation of our country. I actually taught uh, ancient Greek history, which led into our republic. So yeah, I love it, and uh, it really led me into the firearms industry in a good way. That's awesome. All right, if you're uh, you still want to stick around, I'm actually going to jump off. My four year old is still up, and it's ten o'clock, so I better get going before he's grumpy tomorrow. <laughs> Sounds great, Kara. Hey, I greatly appreciate you showing up and talking to us, and just basically telling us everything about High Point and Yeetgate and their whole response to it. I really appreciate y'all's response to it. I really appreciate you, uh, you know. Uh, coming on the show and I mean just kind of show the the reachability of High Point in uh, you know y'all MKS Supply because you obviously represent more than just High Point uh, is just the only reason I got you on the show is just because of response to the messaging on Facebook uh, mm -hmm. it's not like we knew somebody I just reached out to you and then you're like oh, send me some stuff about the show I sent you some stuff about my podcast uh, and all that kind of stuff and you just just came on so I really appreciate it, it tells me a lot about y'all's company uh, and it tells me a lot about High Point because High Point trusted you to from, to come on to my show after you've listened to it a few times. I tried to keep the four letter words to a minimum, uh, <laughs> just because I didn't want you coming uh, to work, you know, tomorrow Monday. And then it was like, oh my God, what the hell? Why is he why is he swearing so much? Uh, but I really appreciate you coming on. And for people that want to reach out to you, they can reach you at uh, info at mkssupply.com and email. Or your office number, I'm assuming, is what you gave me, is area code 937-454-0363. And uh, don't, you know, sw hope they don't swamp you with a bunch of, of stupid shit uh, come Monday. But uh, just, you know, hopefully they say, you know, appreciate you coming on and just kind of giving y'all's perspective on the whole, the whole ordeal and the social media explosion that y'all caused this week. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for having us. Um, we're always open to talk to people. You know, we are a small family owned company and we're happy to talk to our fans and consumers uh, anytime about anything. So feel free to call us or reach out to us on social media. Um, if you have any questions, you can always ask for myself or really anyone is very knowledgeable there. So 
Absolutely. And whenever y'all get that yeet swag ready, uh, let me know. I can't wait to share it and order some myself. All right. We'll send you some in some Barnall ammo you can test out and review for us. Awesome. I appreciate it, Kara. All right. Have a good one, Nick. Thank you. Bye. Well, guys, I really, really, again, want to appreciate Kara and Cole uh, from coming on the podcast and, and being a part of this podcast, this 2A Lifestyle podcast, and uh, giving their perspectives and kind of what was going on. Uh, this was my first interview, my first kind of conference call, internet conference call, and recording it and add to the podcast. So if uh, the sound quality and all that kind of shit might not be what you are were hoping for the regular podcast or what you're used to in other podcasts, I apologize. Uh, it still was a great interview. Still got a lot of great content and uh, just information out there uh, from High Point. Uh, and I just fucking had a blast. But let's go on and start getting into the next, uh, the next fucking part of this podcast, and that's going to be products, news, and reviews. Uh, the first thing that we're going to be talking about in reference to product news uh, is going to be coming from the Farms blog. And it's talking about uh, the Noreen Farms gas pedal carry gun mod. Uh, it's something that they've come out, and it is going to be kind of for carry firearms. And they have it for different uh, different models uh, on their their article that they have here. They have it shown to a, a Sig 320C, and it's kind of interesting. Uh, I think this is great. Uh, you know, they've the gas pedal uh, mods been out there for a while. And also they have it for the C or the Springfield XD Mod 2, XDM, and the XD 3-inch subcompact. I think this is great uh, for people that are learning to draw from the holster and come up with a proper grip every time. Uh, practice, 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 train, uh, and that's important. And especially if you have the, the thumbs forward grip, which is what I teach uh, my fellow law enforcement officers when I do my firearms training, what to use, and also when I teach other people when I go to the range and uh, just private civilian uh, training, what to, what to do and how to draw and how to hold and uh, grip their firearm. Uh, this is awesome. Uh, I, you know, it's around uh, the price ranges anywhere between like $59 to $63, you know, rough estimate. It, it's great for people to uh, practice the repetition. And, you know, when I first saw this, it made me think of those those little rubber grips that you get like in grade school that you put on your pencil and you're learning how to write. And it, you know, it's supposed to help you know how to grip the pencils so that way you can write better. Uh, so is it something for like everyday carry? I don't think so, but it's something definitely great for training. And uh, if you're looking to have a training aid uh, for you, if you're new into firearms or if you're wanting to just hone your skills, I think this is a great thing. I'll probably get one for the 320 because that's what we carry at my department. Uh, that's what a lot of departments are carrying around here. And I think it'd be something great to give to, like, we just had a new brand new officer get hired on uh, about a week or two ago, and he's never shot a, uh, a real firearm in his life. All he shot is, is BB guns, so I'm trying to give him a lot of attention before he goes to the academy, so that way we can try and set him up for success when he goes there. Uh, so that's something I'm probably going to get for him, uh, just so that way maybe he can put it on uh, his 320, or uh, if we meet up and do some training on the side, uh, that's something that's going to be able to get him to, to learn how to grip 
properly from the holster and all that kind of stuff. Uh, next thing I'm going to be talking about, this comes from tacticallife.com. This is the Rival Arms Precision Glock Slides. Uh, they're going to include optics cuts. And this is something I mentioned in the interview. I think if you are a firearms manufacturer and if you are not coming out with firearms that are threaded, suppressor heights, and optics ready, I think you're basically wrong at this time. Uh, with all the stuff that's coming out with optics, with uh, suppressors and shit like that, it is a necessity for these firearms manufacturers to have that kind of stuff. And uh, so they're coming out with that. It's going to be a great option for people that are building Glocks. I have two Glock 19 uh, project builds that I have going on right now, actually. And uh, it's something that I'm definitely looking into because I'm looking in. I'm going to Gucci up one of those. Um, one of those uh, one of those slides and I'm probably gonna be looking at something like this uh, so I think that's definitely something that I'm gonna be looking into and if I do get it I'm definitely gonna give y'all a review instead of more product news in reference to this uh, going on to the actual product reviews uh, I don't know if you all have ever heard of this website but it is a, a website that I really enjoy they have some great sales and they have a bunch of cool products and that is LA Police Gear uh, LA Police Gear had some closeouts on some 511 shoes and boots and I actually ended up ordering three something about me is I wear a size 15 fucking shoe so a lot of what I want and what I can get for my big fucking foot uh, is just not an option but they end up having three shoes uh, in colors that I liked that were $29.99 a piece, and I am getting three of them. I end up getting the 511 Tactical Range Master, which is kind of like a tennis shoe. I end up getting the 511 Tactical Pursuit Advanced 6-inch boot, and then I end up getting the 511 Tactical Pursuit Chuckas. And if you don't know what a Chucka is, it's kind of kind of like a dress shoe, um, but obviously because it's 511, it's got a lot of good uh, sole in it. It's got uh, actual tread on the bottom of it, and I end up getting them all for you know, 30 bucks a piece. And then, uh, so I end up ordering those and I'm actually getting them in this week. Actually already worn all three. And so this is kind of my initial review of it. Uh, I've actually worn all three. I really enjoy the Range Master boot. Uh, I've always been looking for something that is not a high boot. Uh, I personally hate fucking eight inch boots. I can't stand them going that high up on me, so I always get the six inches if I'm able to. Uh, but I'm also looking for tennis shoes that are going to be able to hold up going to the range because uh, if you listen to the last podcast, the range I used to go to, it's basically the whole fucking floor uh, on the firing line was nothing but spent shell casings. Uh, they had like gravel rock up there that you can uh, you know stand on, but nobody picks up their fucking brass, and it was because it was a cheap range, it was cheap to go there. Uh, they didn't really hire anybody or have their employees there, any of their ROs or the range owner or anything like that, pick up the spent brass. So a lot of times, if you were just like tennis shoes out there, you would get, um, uh, you know, for, like if it was real dangerous, like you know, like maybe like a 22 mag or some shit like that, uh, you know, it might actually go through your tennis shoe uh, or it gets stuck in the tread of your shoes, shit like that. Um, so I was always looking for something like that, and end up wearing the 511 Tactical Pursuit Advanced 6-inch boots. I'm wearing those for work. Uh, and the 511 Tactical Pursuit Chuckas, I had a good buddy get married yesterday, and I end up wearing those to his wedding for my, uh, you know, kind of suit that I was wearing. 
And all three of them are great. They're very comfortable. Uh, they're all dark coyote uh, and then brown. Uh, those are the colors I end up getting because they kind of go with more shit. Uh, and I love them. They're great. Uh, I've had 5'11 boots before when I first uh, started hitting the streets as a street cop like fucking almost 10 years ago. And uh, it was there, It was a great boot. Uh, it was the 8-inch at then, and I think it was the ATAC boots, I think is what it was. Um, you know, it lasted me almost a year. I'm expecting, especially since I'm kind of rotate these three uh, at work and at my personal life, uh, I'm expecting these to last me a long time, even longer than a year. Uh, but if you... If they are still out there, and if you're looking for some good boots, definitely go to LA Police Gear uh, and check them out. They are on closeout, so if once they're gone, they're gone. But it is a great product. I personally love them, uh, and you know, always take care of your feet. You know, if you're going to the range, if you're doing some training, you know, it's gonna suck, especially in fucking Lower Alabama. Uh, the heat index today was like fucking 106. So if you were going to the range and it was outdoor and you didn't have a big fucking industrial fan on you, you're gonna be hating life. You know, might not want to add more to your misery on having shitty footwear. Uh, so that's what, you know, my review on the 511 boots are. Let's go on and start getting into the culture segment and let's start ending this show up. guys on this today on this culture segment of this podcast we're going to be talking about a show that is kind of an oldie maybe a little bit of a goldie just depending on your perspective uh, but we're going to be talking about Desperado this movie came out in 1995 it has Antonio Banderas and Selma Hayek uh, it is basically about a mariachi uh, guitarist and he's a hitman and uh, he ends up trying to save Selma Hayek from different other kind of shit uh, this was kind of you can say maybe the beginning or the thought of having guns and guitar cases and all that kind of shit you know not having just the old-fashioned tommy gun and a fucking violin case but you know in there he's actually got a guitar case with a mac 10 he's got a guitar case with a fucking rocket launcher in there but he's also got you know some cool guns in there uh something that i noticed because i end up watching this i actually have this on dvd and i've watched this before uh the actual show here is that Antonio Banderas, his two main firearms that he has, that he kind of dual wields, is a Ruger KP-90. Now, the KP-90s are kind of uh, similar to the P-Series. Uh, well, they, fuck, it is basically a part of the P-Series. You know, I got the Ruger P-92s, and I got them, uh, the P-Series in 9s, and I got a P-Series in 45, uh, just because it's kind of a collector's gun. Uh, you know, actually, when I first started working, some of the smaller departments were still carrying P-Series as their duty weapons. Uh, it's a decent gun. It's heavy as fuck. It's made out of, like, pure metal, pure steel. Uh, it's just basically got plastic uh, grips. But uh, that's what Antonio Banderas is actually carrying in the movie for the most part. And then, of course, uh, he there's two Wildy Magnums in there. There's one uh, that actually Antonio Banderas carries in his guitar case it's scoped and then one of the bad guys has it but it's really cool it's a 475 magnum pistol uh and then of course it's got the long slide on it uh something else that was in there that i thought was pretty cool was lar grizzly wind mag 
and this is almost like a 1911 looking style pistol. Uh, in the movie, it has uh, the barrel bushing compensator. Uh, it's also stainless steel, kind of a, uh, I don't know what you would call it, but you know, kind of like a cool whatever kind of gun. And then, of course, something that a lot of 90s movies had was the Breda 92s, but also this one did have a Breda 93R, which is the fully automatic version of the Breda 92. It's got the little steel uh, foregrip on the pistol. Uh, and then, of course, uh, one of the bad guys, Bucho, and I'm going to try and say his name is Joaquim de Almeida, uh, I guess. Uh, that's who was carrying it, and that's who was shooting it. Uh, another cool gun in there that I thought was pretty interesting, very 90s, uh, was the Sentinel Arm Striker 12, very similar to kind of like the street sweeper shotgun. This is something Antonio Banderas also kept in his uh, guitar case. Uh, another thing, of course, every 90s movie is going to have MAC-10s. Uh, you have the uh, Carlos Gallardo. His uh, got a MAC-10 inside of his um, guitar case. And then, of course, you have Antonio Banderas with the damn... Not Antonio Banderas, but uh, one of the mariachi hitmen uh, is carrying a guitar case rocket launcher. And that's kind of cool. And, you know, a lot of this stuff is real guns, real guns that were used. But then, of course, it's also got some badass, like, well, you know, that's kind of a cool idea kind of shit. Uh, you know, I'm sure a lot of people that are fans of this movie probably maybe recreate something like that, even though a lot of this shit is kind of legal unless you have the proper licensing and stuff from ATF. Uh, but that is going to be our culture segment. If you have any suggestions, anything that you want us to talk about, any you know movies, TV shows, uh, probably going to add another book into uh, the next episode. Uh, anything that you want to talk about, uh, we'll definitely go into it. But let's start wrapping this bitch up. Alright guys, uh, this is going to be the end of this special podcast. Uh, I greatly want to appreciate Cole from Tactical Dalai Lama and also Kara from MKS Supply and High Point uh, from coming on the show and giving us the first interview for this podcast. And couldn't imagine a better first interview for this podcast. Uh, something I also want to talk about uh, is the Save the Second. Uh, this was a special a special uh, article written by Jeff Knox, and I want to greatly appreciate Jeff Knox for uh, writing about Save the Second. Uh, this is an organization I'm a part of. Uh, he ends up uh, writing about how uh, Save the Second is basically reforming the NRA. He also has our top five goals uh, for Save the Second, and uh, he kind of puts us up there with the uh, Reformation uh, that his dad was involved in in 1996 in uh, NRAM. Uh, his dad was Neil Knox, and that's very flattering to be compared to that. I uh, greatly appreciate it. Uh, old Rob Pincus, uh, he's part of Save the Second. He's been doing a lot of good PR for Save the Second out there, but of course I want to mention it. Uh, if you're tired of what the NRA is, you know, become, definitely check us out. Uh, we're on social media. We also have our own website, uh, savethe2a.com, or I'm sorry, savethe2a.org. Uh, and it's just something that I, I'm pretty passionate about. Uh, I think the NRA 
uh, definitely needs to be reformed. I would prefer not to see the NRA uh, collapse under its own weight and its own greed and corruption that's going on with Wayne LaPierre. Uh, something that's happened is, you know, if you've kept up with any of the news as well, is that uh, Chris Cox is on suspension. He is the head of the NRA ILA, and he's pretty much the number two guy in all of the NRA. He was a part of the coup uh, that Oliver North tried to do at NRAM to get Wayne LaPierre out. Uh, you know, I'm not going to get too much into opinions and opinion, uh, not opinions, well, further opinions and and just things that I've heard, uh, but you know, I definitely would like to see Wayne Lapierre out, but also think that I'd rather go about a different way to to set the NRA up for future success and to help rebuild it from what it's become uh, into the premier Second Amendment uh, supporter and firearms training organization that it was. Uh, and I definitely think that everybody needs to be involved in this. NRAM's coming up again. Uh, I'm going to keep on mentioning that. If you have the ability, NRAM's in Nashville. You need to show up if you're an NRA member. Hell, you know, even if you're not a voting member, show up and just show support that you want reformation. You know, uh, reform in the NRA. You want the a, the board of directors to listen to us, the members, and you want Wayne Lapierre out, and you want a strong leader in there that can help rebuild the NRA and make it become the premier Second Amendment organization that it used to be. Uh, and also, if, you know, I know a lot of people I talk to say they're just fucking done with the NRA. I can understand that. You need to see the proof in the pudding uh, if the NRA does end up uh, not collapsing under its own weight and ends up being reformed and ends up becoming that powerhouse that it needs to be. Um, so if you haven't, uh, if you don't feel like you can join the NRA, go join those other organizations. I'm also part of me- the uh, member of the Gun Owners of America. I'm also a member of the Farms Policy Coalition as well as my uh, state organization, Bama Carry. And uh, it's just important to be as part of as many organizations as you can because they all serve a role. Uh, you know, Firearms Policy Coalition, uh, to me, is one of the great uh, litigators of the Second Amendment. They support us in the courts. Uh, Gun Owners of America does the same. They have a small lobbying budget as well that does, you know, help defend the Second Amendment in the legislatures uh, in states across the country and also in the nation. Uh, but of course, the NRA is going to be the powerhouse for lobbying. Um, so that's why I'm still a member of it. I'm s- still uh, supporting to where I feel that my dues aren't going to be uh, misappropriated or taken advantage of. Uh, and then I'm also going to continue to fight as an NRA member to reform the NRA. And the only way you can do that is by being a member of the NRA. Um, also, uh, again, we have a Patreon account. Please go check us out. It's on our uh, Facebook page as Patreon. And then also you can go just look us up on Patreon to a lifestyle. Again, I'm not trying to get rich off of this. I'm just trying to basically get a little bit of money to cover the bandwidth. Anything over the $15 a month uh, for the bandwidth I'm going to use for the show. I'm going to be buying stuff for giveaways. I'm going to be buying swag that uh, I'm going to be including in the giveaways and also selling uh, on social media. Uh, I'm going to be using it to buy equipment to hopefully turn this into a video podcast as well so that way y'all can see the guests that we interview uh, that you can also uh, interact if you wanted to comment on YouTube and stuff. I'm also going to use that money 
for options to uh, have more interaction with the listeners. So uh, we'll have it a, a set dedicated time whenever we start the podcast, and y'all can you know give your own two cents on what we're talking about. Uh, and if you have something that you want us to talk about, uh, we'll definitely be talking about it in the podcast. Uh, so that's going to be uh, hopefully coming soon. Uh, this you know the speed of it all just depends on. Uh, me saving my my pennies and then also you guys adding to the patreon account uh, so I greatly appreciate that and I hope y'all enjoy the special podcast it was a blast for me and I really enjoyed it and I will definitely come out again this coming weekend on our usual schedule bi-weekly podcast release with another episode uh, so this is just a little bit of something extra that y'all fuckers get to give uh, get to have and I'm appreciating giving it to you guys uh, and I will definitely see you guys again in two weeks and I will see y'all on social media Heroes, private jets, polish.